Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Exports play a crucial role in the strength of Australia's economy. We're a nation whose products are in demand, from mining giants exporting iron ore and coal to small and medium-sized businesses sending products right around the globe. A new report from Austrade paints a very clear picture of just how integral exports are to our economic future and how exporters have weathered the pandemic. Heather Coching is Chief Economist at the Australian Trade and Investment Commission, otherwise known as Austrade. Heather, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thank you for having me. So let's start with some of the key stats from the report. The data focuses on the 2020-21 financial year, right in the middle of the pandemic. How much did exporters contribute in perhaps one of the toughest times in many, many decades? So... Australia's exports were worth $459 billion in 2021, and it has been a particularly difficult couple of years for exporters because of COVID and everything else that's been going on in global trade. But we had some really interesting findings from this report because we wanted to understand exporter behaviour more deeply and using more data sets than we'd seen previously. So we saw, for example, that exporters were actually more resilient than other businesses. And that was a really interesting finding despite the challenges that many of them faced with global shipping, air freight, port closures, all of those sorts of challenges. I mean, that suggests that they're they're almost more entrepreneurial or I wouldn't say more resilient, but certainly able to find other ways perhaps. Well, this was the interesting thing when we looked at it because on average, exporters have some different characteristics to Australian businesses overall. So, for example, exporters tend to be 16 years old compared to the average Australian business, which is six years old. So, there's about a decade of difference in experience and that means they also tend to be larger and employ more people. And so, that means that there is a different profile for exporters and I think it does mean that that experience and that interest in what's happening in global markets means they've got some additional advantages. Okay. So if we talk about what we export, goods and services, now I would imagine, I mean, goods, things like coal, iron ore, et cetera, services, education is a big one, tourism. During the period you're talking about though, so goods would have been the dominant export, I'm guessing. Absolutely. So you're right that when we think of exports, mining is what comes up first, but also Australia exports a lot of agriculture to the world. So if we look at beef, wheat, barley, poultry, all of those sorts of things, Australia is a major player there. So yes, it is true that particularly during COVID services exports faced additional challenges with border closures. So we saw for international tourism and education that they found it much more difficult and were most affected. Okay, I think that the the report actually suggests that merchandise. Or I'm going to get this wrong, Heather. So correct me, please. But it's something like 86% were goods versus about 14% were services. Does that sound right? Yep, that sounds right. Yeah. So I, would, I mean, in a normal, well, when things get back to normal, do we have a sense of goods versus services? Look, I think we've traditionally been a strong sort of mining and goods exporting country, and we are still looking to see recovery in the tourism and international education sectors. So we can see that post-COVID, even though prices have been strong and particularly strong in some of our goods export categories, we haven't yet seen that same return and activity in tourism and international education yet. So I expect that they will continue to be a, a sort of smaller 
proportion of our export composition going forward. Okay, so let's get back to who did do well during the pandemic, during the 2021 financial year. What sectors performed the strongest? So it's easy to start with mining, but when you looked at the actual count of exporting businesses, the largest numbers are actually in wholesale trade and manufacturing. So if you added all of them up, those two categories alone make up 53% of the total number of Australia's about 56,000 exporters. And in comparison, business counts of mining are about 1% of the total. Now, of course, the value story is different, but there's a lot of businesses in those two categories. So that makes them pretty important for Austrade to think about. Uh, Heather, I'm going to show my ignorance. What sort of businesses are we talking about in that category? So there's heaps of things that Australia might export small components for, or we might export clothing, or we might export parts that feed into overseas production, all sorts of things. Yeah, so often perhaps more specialised types of inputs rather than commoditised inputs. Exactly. And wholesale trade is a big sort of mysterious category. Yes, a bit of a catch-all. Indeed, but what it means is, we are frequently part of intermediate trade. So we supply lots of components. We've got lots of specialised expertise. And so it doesn't show up as your product you might imagine that you get from a retail store, but it's still really important in terms of the global supply chain. Stay with me, Heather. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Heather Koching, Chief Economist at Austrade. So, We have this abundance of exporters, in a sense, in an area that we didn't know much about. Well, I certainly didn't realise. And obviously, in terms of value, the miners are really big. What other parts of the economy are exporting? Well, the interesting thing when we looked at it is when we looked at where do exporters actually employ the most people? Because uh, there are about 3 million people employed in exporting businesses in Australia and retail trading is the largest category of those. So this is the things when I think about it that I think about in consumer products in cosmetics and clothing and games and toys and sporting goods, you know, you name it. But there were 657,000 people employed in retail trading exporting. And that's, that's surprisingly high. That's 22% of all employment. Now, we can't separate whether or not each of those individuals is directly associated with that business's exporting activity, of course, but it shows that we still export in retail a lot of things to the world. Yeah, that's, that really surprises me. I mean, that's it, it kind of, I suppose, the power of, of the digital economy, really, that people are buying that much from Australia. I mean, we know that online trade and online purchasing is how everyone does it these days. And if you can get, if you can supply it to a market, the demand is there. And so it's really nice to see that Australian products are strongly represented overseas, frankly. So another part of the equation here is who we're selling to. And, and certainly in some sectors, the ogre of protectionism, particularly from China, has hit some of our exporters and, and they've felt that keenly. How good are we at swapping from one customer to another as exporters? Yes. So the last three years have certainly shown us the importance of having a diversification strategy for exporters. So this is everything from geopolitics to shipping and logistics and the increasing costs of shipping containers. So it certainly is an important part of an exporter's strategy. The interesting thing that we found when we analysed this is that 
the median or the most common number of markets that exporters export to is only one. But when we compare that with the average, it's 2.8 markets. And what that is really saying is that at the top end, our big exporters are huge. They're in up to 10, even 20 markets. But most of the median value suggests that exporters are only in one market. So even though exporting is really productive and successful, it's still hard to move from just exporting in one market to having a diversification strategy where you're actively in multiple markets. That's fascinating. Um, another thing in the report is suggests that exporters are actually better businesses than non-exporters. Yes. So, I mean, this is interesting uh, in that we saw that, again, using this kind of median set of calculations, the median exporter employs 16 people compared with 10 people for the median non-exporting business and has a median wage of $54,000, which is higher than the average as well. So uh, this is something we really want to look at more, but it certainly suggests that exporting requires and attracts a business that's really keen on maximising productivity. And we know that international trade applies a kind of competitive pressure on businesses because, you know, they're competing with the rest of the globe. And so it suggests that there really is value from exporting, that it increases the kind of um, productivity gains for the Australian economy. Okay, so so what are the key takeaways from the report? What I have learnt today talking to you, Heather, is just how entrepreneurial exporters are, how important they are to the economy in terms of employment, how diverse they are as a group, as in the sectors they come from. What are the key takeaways for you? Well, I want to leave you with a couple of other really interesting facts. And the first one is that, look, unsurprisingly, China is our most valuable export market, but our most popular export market is New Zealand. So if you were to look at our total of 56,000 exporters, 16,000 of them are doing business with New Zealand. So that's 29% of all our exporters. And why is that? Well, it's close to us. So logistically, it's easier if you're dipping your toe in. But it's also a market which Australians would understand. There's lots of synergies there. The governance is quite similar. They're also a much smaller country than ours. So uh, it makes sense that there'd be lots of things that Australia can offer that New Zealand might demand. So I think it's that New Zealand is a good place to start. It's really valuable in terms of thinking about an exporting business's strategy. But the other thing is that in the whole scale of looking at international trade, the majority of our exporters are actually small to medium businesses. So they employ less than 200 people and that makes up 93% of the total exporting businesses. So it's impressive for me to see in particular just how many businesses are there and are actively giving it a go and did so throughout COVID with a kind of remarkable level of resilience. Heather, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thank you. That was Heather Cotching, Chief Economist at Austrade, which is a shortened version of the Australian Trade and Investment Commission. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day. Listener.